All right, greetings Earth people, I am from Jupiter, it's me again, Icy Robots, I'm not a hero, I just sacrifice a little bit each and every week to make your life a whole lot better, and this week, it is gonna get so much better, this is episode number 16, sweet 16, if my episode were a kid, and I only put one out, like, once a year, the podcast would be able to drive in most states, if not all states, of our great country, the U.S. of A. We just got a whole mess of show ahead of you guys for today. Man, this is like 10 hours worth of entertainment packed into one half-hour block. What we got is, first off, we're going to lead into a movie review. We're going to take a look at the interview, the most controversial movie to come down the pipe in years. After that, and this is like... I'm re-recording the intro right now because we got a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous amount of exposure on the Retro Junkies forum for the -the over-the-top action figures. So where I was going to do a totally different Retro Toy Marketplace, we are going to go in there and while the iron is hot, we're going to strike and take a look on eBay and other online marketplaces about and how you can get these things, these over-the-top action figures based on the awesome Sylvester Stallone movie and how much it's going to cost. And dudes, I've looked, and let me tell you, you are in for a little bit of something about the cost of these babies. We're going to move on to the show. First segment we got is story time. Take it away. Break yourself. This is the Toys R Us Report. Nobody moves, nobody gets hurt. I walk my dog a lot. Like, a lot. She... She's high energy, and I'm kind of high energy too as far as I get antsy if I don't get enough exercise. Not to say that I'm fit, I just gotta feel like I'm always doing something. Anyway, I walk my dog a lot, and we have a couple different routes. One of them leads us over toward a more rural area of my neighborhood. It's a nice walk. We go over this tall hill, and you get to go past... Not farms per se, but farm-like yards, maybe small uh, personal farms. I don't know what you would call it, like a little baby farm? Like, not a garden, bigger than a garden, like a few acre gardens. Anyhow, you pass a few of those along the way, and one day we were over there. And it is not remote, but you do go off the main road, and there aren't a lot of cars usually in the area. So we're walking through there, and I hear somebody scream help. And this is always... This is always an interesting situation because you think in your head when you hear somebody say help that you are going to go and rush in there initially and be a hero. You do, when the time comes, you do get faced with this other situation, which is, is the person yelling for help to the general public? Like, I am being murdered, I need help, or, you know, my house is on fire, I need help. Or are they saying help to somebody in their house? Like, help, I need a hand because... You know, I need somebody to hand me the hammer. I can't reach the hammer. I'm hanging a picture. Or just something of that sort. Just trying to call out to somebody else in the house for help with the household chore. I think that my voice sounds funny. It's allergy season. It's one of the many allergy seasons. We have four seasons of the year, and each of those seasons has their own individual allergy season. And this is this season's allergy season. 
it's windy. It's crazy windy out. That has nothing to do with uh, the story. So I'm going to get back to that. I'm walking the dog and I hear somebody scream, help. And I didn't know what to do. So I figured I would investigate a little further before like fully bursting into action. So I kind of walked over to the fence where I heard the noise coming from. I brought the dog with me and we moved over toward the fence and I peeked through a knot hole and it was really funny what I saw. It wasn't that funny, but it wasn't a dangerous situation. The lady was screaming to high heaven by this point. I didn't mention that. She was like really screaming. It was like, help, help, really loud. I, I felt like I might need to burst uh, through the fence, but what I saw when I got over there was that she was completely encircled by airborne chickens. I don't know what caused them to do this, but it was like a chicken tornado circling around her whole body, and they were going after her. Not for a murderous intent, but they were definitely thinking that for whatever reason, this older lady was the cause of some kind of discomfort, because they were all circling, 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 attack, 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 attack. And I'm thinking, like, I might have to bust through there with my dog, and I'm, you know, my dog is going to enjoy this. She's not mean, she does like to chase other things, and given the opportunity to go into full-on attack mode with these chickens would be something that would really, like, really interest her a lot. I didn't want to do it, though, because it might be where I'm thinking I'm saving her, and when my dog goes in there and bites one of her chickens in the neck... She might try to charge me for the chicken, even though my argument is that, like, hey, you were screaming for help, and I saw you in the middle of the chicken NATO, and I was just doing what I had to do to make sure that you saw another day here on Earth, lady. Maybe we would have worked something out where she would, like, charge me for the chicken, and I could take it home, and my wife could pluck it and cook it. I don't know how hard it is to pluck a chicken. I've never done it. Her mother used to own a chicken store, and even though she never worked in it, my wife never worked in it. Maybe somehow the chicken store gene is in her and she could pluck it and she does know how to fry a mean chicken. So maybe it would have been worth it. None of this came to pass though. This is all just me imagining weird things for some weird reason because some lady came from inside the house and I saw her just start swatting chickens out of the sky with a broom. It was great. I wish it would have been me with the broom just going all Mark McGuire, Jeffrey Leonard, Hackman, and swinging on these chickens. It was really fun. <laughs> it was, sorry, it, I'm picturing it in my head. It was almost like a video game. If any of you guys out there have any sort of video game skills and you could write something, maybe something would be fun where a lady is in the middle of a giant cylinder of turkeys, or chickens rather, and you have to run over there and save her life by knocking them out of the way. Just a thought. It's my That might be my second best video game. The first being uh, Abalone Diver. I thought that could be cool because here you'll see a couple people die every year going down there and illegally poaching abalones. I guess the abalone sells for some kind of good value. I've never, I think I might have eaten it once, but I've never bought it. I've never purchased it, so I don't know how much it does cost. But we do lose... A few Northern Californians every year to the abalone trade, and I thought that maybe some kind of Grand Theft Auto game based on the illegal abalone poaching might be fun, but that never came to pass, basically because I don't know anything about making video games. And if anyone out there wants to use that idea, don't do it because it's mine, and I would, I don't know, I would be a little mad. Still, it was a fun adventure walking the dog, and I do think that I would recommend that you go out there and if you have a dog, walk it. It gets you out of your car and you see different things than you would have seen from inside of your moving vehicle. It makes you more part of the world instead of a 
person passing through the world. That's just my two cents. We're going to move on to the movie review of the interview. Sit tight. I'll be back in two secamentos. If you don't know how to do that, I'm going to show you how to walk that dog. Hey guys, this is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube, your YouTube source for retro video games and more, and you are listening to the Toys R Us Report with IC Robots right here on the Retro Junkies Network. From bikes to trains to video games, it's the greatest Toys R Us reporting podcast there is. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper... But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? I.A. is asking us to be a couple James Bonds. We have a dictator to kill. Let's go. Hello, North Korea! We're entering into the most dangerous country on Earth. Such Why'd you do that? There! You like it? You like it? Balls to the wall! Can the U.S. make the same mistake? As many times as it takes. The interview. Rated R. I, like just about everybody else, am super duper interested in North Korea. It's so weird and so mysterious over there that... And they got that weird leader. I can't get enough of North Korean news. So when the interview came out, I was really, really excited. It seemed to me like a really cool controversial movie idea with a lot of edge to it because you could you would just you couldn't tell like immediately that this is going to anger Kim Jong-un and all those other dorks over there and dude it did I don't even want to get into the controversy about the movie because we all know what happened and we all know we know too much already with the Sony hacks and blah 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 so I just want to talk about the movie and I've heard some people say that it's not really that great, and I think the only reason that people are thinking that is because of the high expectations after all the media interest in the flick. Because the movie was funny. I laughed quite a few times. I had a really enjoyable time. We saw it at home. We got it downloaded instead of going to the theater because I did want to see it now instead of waiting till it opened here, which was just... Uh, just this past Friday at our local theater. And I wanted to see it the moment it came out. So I couldn't wait that long after the cancellations and whatever. So we we went out and we got it and checked it out. And it was great. Uh, a lot of the good jokes that you would expect from a Seth Rogen kind of film. It is really in that pattern of a Seth Rogen film. And I think that if you've seen them, you know, there is a bit of a pattern. And it does follow that. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Because nothing makes more sense than sticking with what you've been successful with, especially if, like, artistically, it still works. There's a lot of funny jokes. There's a lot of funny everything. The guy who plays Kim Jong-un in the movie is great. I don't want to give away a lot. It's not a very secretive plot or anything. I don't want to give away too much. I don't like to do the kind of review where you break down everything that happens and say how you felt about it. I just want you guys to know whether I like it or not, and whether I would recommend it. And I do. I would recommend this. I would recommend maybe spending a little bit of your theater money, seeing it on a main a matinee, rather. It is entertaining. Or if you saw it on cable, like HBO or on DVD, you would be greatly entertained having paid a little less for it. Do the digital download, maybe, and watch it in the comfort of your own home, because you don't really need to go out there and risk getting blown up by North Korean terrorists. 
I doubt that'll happen. It's a possibility, a very remote possibility. For all we know, they may have tried to blow up a few theaters already and just totally failed because I wouldn't see them as being expert terrorists like some other countries. The thing about North Korea that's kind of weird is there are adversary, but they don't seem like a dangerous adversary. They're not the sort of supervillain like a Doctor Doom. They're more like a paste pot Pete in that... They could cause you a little problem, but if you got your superhero chops up, you'll be able to mop them up fairly easily. This is, I'm way off track. I apologize. I'm way off track. Go see the interview. You will not be disappointed at all. I see robots out. Get ready for the Retro Marketplace. Okay, I see robots. This is your one chance. Show them what you got. Okay, guys, thanks for sticking in this far. We are now at the Retro Toy Marketplace. The Retro Toy Marketplace is the portion of the show where we take a look online and see what it will cost you to reconnect with some of your beloved toys from the past. I recently have been indoctrinated into the Retro Junkies. They're a great group of guys, great dudes with other retro podcasts and other retro things. Usually about video games, so I do try to bring a little toy goodness to their Facebook page once in a while by posting different pics of different things I'm thinking about. Usually things I'm thinking about for the show get posted there first, so it's kind of a little little hint for those who are paying attention. And recently, um, I was like poking around and I came across... Over-the-top action figures. Now, not like over-the-top, like outlandish. I'm talking over-the-top, like from that great 1986 arm wrestling movie starring uh, Sly Stallone as Lincoln Hawk. The movie and the toys both came out the same year, 1986. The toys were produced by Luco. I am not familiar with Luco. That's L-E-W-C-O. But there were a lot of interesting toy makers out at the time that I'm not overly familiar with. So I stumbled across these action figures and posted them to the Retro Junkies Facebook page. And it really took off quickly. A lot more people commented and shared this than, like, anything that I've posted on there before, so I started looking into it deeper. It didn't seem as if a lot of people were aware of these, just like I was unaware. So I did a little digging and went on eBay, and it turns out these figures are really, really expensive. I saw, first off, I saw a loose Lincoln Hawk. Now, this isn't the smaller action figure, the smaller arm wrestling Lincoln Hawk. This is the tall Lincoln Hawk, and it was loose, very beat up, a lot of damage, and he was wanting $89. And in checking the completeds, other people were getting them when they were available. The availability is the key to the high value of the over-the-top action figures. I've never heard of Luco. Maybe they were the biggest toy company in the world at the time, but I just don't think that they released them in the numbers of some of the other toys that people collect. And if you're into collecting everything, you will have to get these and... Just seeing as how they're unavailable raises the value quite a, quite a bit. When you go online, there are some, but there's just not that many. Most of the toys that you're looking for, if you want Star Wars or like G.I. Joe, 
you do have to pay for them, but they're available. If you want to pay, you can get them. For some of these over-the-top figures, you would be willing to pay but be unable to find them at all. Before we go further into the show, let's take a listen to the over-the-top theme song by the Red Rocker himself, Sammy Hagar, for no other reason than it's greatly motivational and greatly inspirational. Let me take a dig through my videotape pile and find over-the-top. Hold on one second. All right, here we go. Click. Sorry, I think I popped it out a little bit too early again. Let's take a look at the complete line from Luco. We'll see what they put out there for us. There is a Lincoln Hawk, of course. And what's weird is Link does not have his hat. These are the smaller standard figures. There was John Golden Boy Bresnik, Johnny Iceman Walker, John Grizzly, Cleve Armbender Dean, Bob Bull Hurley, a 20-inch Link Hawk, a smaller arm wrestling table for the uh, action figures, and then a larger one that you could use yourself if you happen to be a little bitty kid. My favorite dude in the movie was the dude in the camouflage with the big beard and the shirt that said FUBAR. I didn't think that they made him, but it looks like they did make a John Grizzly. They probably just didn't want to put on a shirt with FUBAR on an action figure because we all know what the first... A word in the acronym of FUBAR is. Let's move on past that. One of the cool features of the action figures was they had a knob in the back and you would twist it and you could actually make them arm wrestle each other. I've never seen one. I've never played with one. So I don't know if it was like a game where you would have to twist it harder than the other dude and see if you could beat him or if it was just an action feature that you could visually see but not necessarily apply pressure to. I'm thinking that's what it was because I can't imagine that the gears inside of a Luco action figure were hard enough to stand up to any like hardcore twisting or whatever. Upon a little further research I have discovered that John Grizzly is indeed the dude with the FUBAR shirt. He's represented in the range of figures with a white t-shirt. I'm imagining it's like I said earlier, it's the FUBAR. And if you wanted to reconnect with the John Grizzly action figure that you never had, never knew existed, but now totally need, it's going to cost you $399 with $24 shipping. The shipping's a little high. I imagine that it includes insurance for the seller. Priority shipping will insure you up to $100. Anything above that, you have to pay. So I'm imagining he's using a not a... A flat rate box, but a normal box, and that it's going to weigh maybe six or seven ounces, and that would be at the maximum ten, eleven dollars to ship anywhere in the country. And he's going to use the rest of the money for insurance, which is a smart move with something that pricey. That's a lot of money. I cannot imagine spending that on a John Grizzly action figure as much as I might want it. If I had millions of dollars. Even at that point, I don't think that I could buy it. I have a, a thought on collecting, and I think that anything that I can afford to buy on eBay, it's almost like it's not worth having. It's almost like there's a saying. It goes, 
Having everything is having nothing at all. I feel that way about collecting. If I go out and I buy something on the online or at a collector's store, I don't appreciate it as much as if I found it at the flea market. That way, I'm fulfilling my need to hunt and also my need to keep money in my wallet. Having everything is having nothing at all. Think about that if you're one of those super obsessive collectors. And I'm one of them too, so I think about it all the time. And I do sometimes feel like the more I have, the less I have. Yeah, sad me for having a lot of a lot of cool stuff, I guess. As far as I can find, Luco did not make any commercials for the over-the-top toys. Even though with that cool arm wrestling motion, it might have been neat to see on TV instead of just read about it on the packaging. Maybe they did. I didn't scour the entire earth. I just looked at YouTube and other video websites and I didn't see any. If you see any, send them into the Retro Junkies page. People there would love to see these commercials, especially if it's like a rare commercial that you have on a tape of your own. But without any commercials for the toy, let's take a quick listen to a over-the-top movie commercial that I got here on one of my rando VHS tapes. All I want to do is hurt him, cripple him. When the switch goes on, I feel like a machine. The talk is over. Now the action begins. Back off, I'm going to give you a world of hurt, little man. You want it? Sylvester Stallone. Why not? I hope you come on! Over the top. So let's dig into the bread and butter of the matter here and take a look at some of these over-the-top toys and their over-the-top prices. I'm just going to start looking at eBay and running off some buy-it-now prices. I like buy-it-now. I like the idea that I can just have it instead of having to compete with somebody in an auction. So like we already said, you got this John Grizzly. That's going for 300 And here is a Bull Hurley. That's the main villain in the movie. So to me, this is a good one to get. You can buy him now for $139, but the title of the auction has rare in all caps. So we know that it's super rare. Um, next one here is newly listed. It's a Johnny Iceman Walker. That's the black fella who, he, uh, he bends arms for the union. He's working for the Teamsters Trucker Union. Or whatever they said. They said something like that about him during the movie that I thought was pretty cool. It made me wonder if Dude was actually sponsored. Like, he didn't have to drive. They would just pay him to do curls, arm wrestle, break arms, and do all these things for the glory of the Teamsters Union. I took a break there for a second. I actually am coming back after being away for a moment. I went and looked, and I wanted to see the names of some of the dudes in the thing, the contest, and... The guy that I thought was the Iceman is actually named Harry Bosco, and as far as I can see, and I'll tell you, I'm not an over-the-top expert. I'm an over-the-top enthusiast, but not an expert. There is no Iceman in the movie. That's okay, though. I could just imagine they switched it up for whatever, but the dude in this uh, Johnny Iceman Walker figure does look like the fella in the flick. Then let's see, you got a... Uh, John Bresnick, the golden boy. And this is a very plain-looking action figure. He's wearing blue jeans, and he has a white shirt, blonde hair. Very plain. You can get this dude, buy it now, $49.99. Here's a cool one. This is a nice piece at a very, you know, somewhat affordable price. It is the over-the-top arm wrestling action figure table. It's the ones you would use 
for the the you know the actual action figures, not the one that you could use when you're arm wrestling with your kid sister. You can get it right here on the card for thirty nine dollars, free shipping. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, let's see. Here is a sixteen inch Lincoln Hawk. That's eighty five dollars. Here is a carded Lincoln Hawk action figure, the smaller kind. He is gonna set you back. Um, one thirty nine ninety nine. That's a little pricey. I think what we're looking at here is the carded figures have a very, very high demand, very high value. The loose figures, while still more expensive than an average loose Power Ranger, are not going to be breaking the bank or anything like that for you. I don't want that to come out the wrong way because these are expensive action figures, especially some of the loose ones. These are pricey for loose figures. Let's move on a little bit. Here's another carded example. It is Cleve the Armbender Dean. I don't know if he was in the movie. He kind of, he's wearing overalls and he has a little straw cowboy hat. He looks like, he's like a Haystacks Calhoun type. And his figure is going for a big $399.99. And it's coming all the way from Belgium. A lot of these guys aren't the characters in the movie. I wonder if there were some licensing issues. Again, I do not know. It could be that maybe some of these dudes were actual competitive arm wrestlers and they did not want to sign their likenesses over. Or maybe they didn't even ask them to sign their licenses over. They just decided to move ahead without having to bother just by making up new dudes. So Cleve the Armbender Dean is going to set you back just about 400 bucks, And here is one that is super duper pricey. This is the AFA highest graded example of a Lincoln Hawk action figure ever seen. It's a whopping $699.99. It does have free shipping, though, so you get that going for you. It's not going to cost an arm and a leg to have Sly Stallone sent down to your pad from wherever this is coming from. One thing that I am also noticing is there are not a lot of examples. I'm not seeing the uh, the full-size arm wrestling table that you could uh, use with your friends or your brother or whoever. I don't see that on here, and that doesn't mean that there haven't been some recently or haven't been any. I just do not... See the big examples of it being for sale anywhere around these regions presently. Even in going back through some of the completed auctions, I don't see any for sale. I do see some of the miniature ones for the action figures going in the $60 to $70 range. So that one that's up there for $30 something is kind of a bargain if you're interested. You can uh, run over to eBay and grab it. Well, I think what we have learned is that over-the-top action figures are rare and pricey. So... If you see any, if you're at the flea market and you see anything with the over-the-top on it, I would say grab it. I would say grab it right now just to be on the safe side. Um, we're going to conclude this. Let's get moving into the Toys R Us report and let's take it away. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. You won't be sorry for long. Up next, the Toys R Us report. Thanks for sticking with us this long, guys. What we have now is the Toys R Us report. This is the part of the show where I tell you about the different things I saw when I hit up the many different toy stores and department stores and different places that I went during the course of the week looking for cool things. This week, you know, we are in the post-Christmas slump where everything is... Everything is on sale and not necessarily being restocked. I went to the Toys R Us thinking maybe the new series of Marvel Legends with Captain Marvel would be out. Or Miss Marvel. I'm not sure how she's going to be addressed. I'm thinking Captain Marvel. I thought maybe they would be out, but no, no dice. Um, 
I thought maybe there would be some new Infinity Series Marvel, but no. Just same old, same old, new Star Wars Black. There's a lot of things on sale, which is cool. I think that's what retailers do this time of the year. You discount the things that you have so you can make room for the new thing. So hopefully soon we'll be getting something cool and something new to talk about. I did go to the flea market this week. Right now, we only have the one. The other flea market in Sebastopol is closed down until, I believe, the um, the 17th. So, we only have the one, but there was a person there. Well, there were a couple, a couple of nice Mexican folk, and they had a giant table. Actually, two giant tables and one smaller table full of carded 90s action figures. Nothing really great. Lots of, uh, look like KB closeout stuff from back in the days, but... I did come up on some stuff that I like. Let me reach over here and grab something for one second. Okay, sorry about that. I got two Batman animated. I got Clayface and I got Mr. Freeze. I don't have either of these on the card, so I'm pretty excited about that. I love, I love these Batman animated figures. They look, they look so much like the dudes in the cartoons to me that I'm just really pleased anytime I come across. Even... Even loose ones I pick up. I also got some other stuff. I got a Gargoyles. I got a carded Gargoyles Steel Clan Robot. Gargoyles was a really underrated cartoon. I got a neat Robocop. Um, he is an electronic Robocop with assault weapon arm, M16, and assault rifle. He has um, some kind of a feature where you push on his chest and it's supposed to go rat-tat-tat, but it does not, sadly. So... He's still cool, though. You can't beat Robocop. I also got... Oh, I got a Marvel uh, Superheroes Deathlock. I like Deathlock. I have him off the card, so I'm excited to have this one here in this nice, crispy card. There is a little bit of yellowing to the bubble, but overall, he is pretty dope. I got all that for, like, 20 bucks, so I'm pretty pleased. I also came up on a couple loose Justice League Unlimited figures. I got the key, and then I got a Kirby New God character that I don't know I don't know that much about the new gods. I like King Kirby as much as the next dude, but the whole new god mythos was just, I don't know. It never grabbed me like some other cool things did. So I got this guy. He's wearing white and he has a uh, red head. I seem to think his name has something to do with insects or pests or something. I'm not really sure. Do you know, let's actually, I'm going to take another quick break here. Uh, take a second and listen to the final clip I recorded off the TV when it first aired many years ago. This week's feature presentation, Over the Top. body is an engine. This is a fire plug, and I'm going to light him up. The Canadian champion, two years running, Carl Adams. I should be able to blow them away real easy. There's a lot more technique involved, and you can't beat experience. Carl Adams, ladies and gentlemen. Tell you the truth, the truck is uh, you know, the most important thing for me. I, I don't really. It doesn't matter if I uh, become the champion or anything. That's that's not the most important. I, I need this truck. Lincoln Hart from the truckers division. That's really loser talk. Don't you guys think that I'm not worried about uh, winning. I just I really need the truck. I dig it, dude. I dig it that you need the truck. But the way you get the truck is that you win. So maybe you should be a little more concerned about winning. And maybe just 
in general, you might want to be a little bit more concerned about winning just in life, Lincoln Hawk. That's my, that's my two cents to that dude. Anyway, the guy's name is Forager. His character name is Forager. I went and I found him. What else that I did find that is really cool is the key that I found is part of a, uh, a set. And he, he sells on eBay for 35, 36 bucks. So I'm glad that I got him. I love the Justice League Unlimited animated figures and I would not want to have to pay that much for somebody I consider to be a fairly minor character like the key. Well, kiddos, we are going to cut the show right now. We're a little bit past where I want to be as far as time-wise because let's be realistic. How much of this can you guys handle each and every week? I don't see it being more than half an hour, to be honest. But if you do, if you want a little more Icy Robots, hit us up on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash Icy Robots. I'm also on Twitter at Icy Robots. You can find me on the Retro Junkies on Facebook. I post a lot of fun stuff there for you guys. You can find me on the Throwback Network. That's throwbacknetwork.net. You can find the best and most complete. This is just my opinion. I post the the new podcast every week on icrobots.com and I also include pictures of a lot of the things we're talking about. So if you're looking at it on your phone or mobile device, you can feel as if you're following along a little more than if you're just hanging out there in the wind. So with all that said, we're going to call it a week. I'll see you guys next time. If you don't know, now you know.